Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Podcast time again. These weeks go around faster and faster. Or are we just getting older, Dave? Uh, past <laughs> every day, every day feels like a Thursday. Um, much to discuss. Much to discuss. We need to start though with a moment from the Saturday game, the live televised game against Aldershot. Now I'm not sure if you realise. I think the clock had ticked to about forty six minutes at this moment, and I'm not sure if you realise that I was actually recording you as as the ball came forward. From Kyle Cameron. I mean, you need to put yourself into that situation again. I'm there. Kyle Cameron has not just cleared the ball, he's pinpoint found Jamie Reid. And, and this is what you said immediately after that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never speaking to you again. <laughs> You did genuinely say that that was Aguero-like. <laughs> I, I took it down at the time. <laughs> well, I'll get my coat. <laughs> it was score getting too much for me, this, isn't it? After all these years. It was, well, I mean, we, we'll talk on. about the Aldershot game, but let's talk about that goal for a moment, because it was beautiful, wasn't it? The more you saw it on the replay, I didn't realise until I watched the replay later that he'd actually taken the touch with the heel behind his the heel foot. heel of his right boot. And turned away from the defender, yeah. who is probably still out there looking for him, yeah. and drilled he, the shot. He's probably in. having a cup of tea in Babacom, on Babacom Downs now. Absolutely. Ollie O'Dwyer, bless him. Um, and he'd only just come on, hadn't he? Yeah. He'd come on as a substitute. But really, what a goal. I mean, we'll talk about well, the Gary rest Johnson of the week. Well, Gary said afterwards, I mean, let's face it, Jamie Reid, what's that? That is now his, uh, that was his 36th goal mm. in 40, whatever it is, games. 40, is it 47, 36 like and 47? Yeah, yeah. I like mean, that. astonishing return. Yeah. And we saw some pretty good ones last season. Um, uh, um, we can, if we had a bit longer, we can go back through them. Yeah. But um, Gary Johnson was saying afterwards that the touch he gave, and it was a first time touch. He yeah. didn't take one yeah. touch and then turn. It was his the first time touch with the, with his the heel of his right foot. Yeah. And the more you and when you look at it, because in in retrospect, when you when you you kind of like trying to pull yourself together later on, you think, did he try? Was that, was that, a, did he try that? Was yeah. That, you know, and Gary Johnson said afterwards, that's the sort of thing that strikers do when they are, Gary uses this phrase, in credit. In other words, when their confidence is yeah. up, they're scoring yeah. goals. And when you saw it back, you go, of course he knew what he said. Of course he tried it. And it's a, just an outrageous touch with his right foot, mm -hmm. the heel of his right foot, as he's turning. Yeah. And that's bought him the two or three yards he needed to get away. One touch. Now he's still... Beyond the D, I yeah. think he. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's beyond beyond the D. The keeper isn't badly positioned no, either. Absolutely, and he's hit it with a mixture of accuracy and pace. And thank you very much. I mean, it, it is. It, if you people haven't had a proper good look at it yet, go back and so it's up there now. It's, a, it's all over it. Twitter. It's, yeah, it's it is an absolutely yeah. stonkingly good goal. <laughs> yes, um, There's no other way to and, describe and, it. And, and we are talking. Uh, um, 48 hours before 
uh, a Marnie Little sticks one in that's nearly as yeah, good as yeah. a Barnet. But uh, in terms of its creation and 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 deliverance and delivery, yeah. uh, that's one of the best goals I've seen for a very very long time indeed. And there were plenty in the. Um, let's face it, we spent an enjoyable half an hour on a podcast a few months ago trying to work out which was the best goal of last season. Um, yeah, well, and, we've, um, already, we've certainly already seen a contender for this season, absolutely. haven't we? And any yeah. season, to yeah. be honest. Uh, it's just a, a, an extraordinary yeah. uh, um, uh, goal. And um, and let's give a pat on the back to Carl Cameron for dropping the clearance into his Perfect. feet in the first yeah, place. But, absolutely. Um, no, just to, was, to use that phrase that annoys our listeners so much, chapeau to reading <laughs> Carl Cameron. Yeah, no, that's right. And I, but I, in that moment, I, I just, I, I suddenly thought, if Aguero had done that, yeah, uh, they'd all have been purring on match of the day, and we would be watching it now. And I know other people say this from time to time, don't we? We'd have been, we'd have been that would have been part of their their build up montage for for months and months and possibly years to come. Um, but there you go. It'll be um, part of ours, don't you will. worry, really. Absolutely yeah. great stuff. And of course, it came at such an important time, didn't it? Just before yeah. half time, yeah. United had played pretty well. Still not as well, I think, as in the first half hour against Maidenhead, a match they lost. But they were playing, you know, they were well on top, yeah. weren't they? Uh, but they needed a goal. And they did. right bang on in first half stoppage time, I think it was the clock had just moved into first half stoppage time. Um, Jamie Reid comes up with that and, and you imagine the effect certainly we all know the effect it had around playing more and Gary Johnson admitted afterwards that it certainly changed his team talk at half time yeah he, he had one you talk planned the, had one planned yeah you imagine yeah. the effect it had in the older shop dressing room uh, yeah uh, and Danny Searle who I spoke to very briefly afterwards um, uh, I, I, I you know chapeau to him as well because he, he his team has just lost Two nil, and he came out and said he thought two nil flattered them, and it could yeah. easily have been three or four, or no, I think it was four or five. He said, so he knew that yeah. they'd that they'd been well well done last Saturday. We'll return to the Aldershot game in a bit because we'll. Um, I mean, we've got four games to talk about, uh, two that have just gone by, and two big ones coming up um, over the next few days. But let's talk about Berry first. I mean, awful news yesterday that Berry. I mean, they had stays of execution, but I mean, Berry have now been expelled from the Football League. This is a terrible day for football, isn't it? A game where there are billions of pounds sloshing around at the top levels, and teams are. are I mean, they won't be the. They're not the first, and they won't be the last, will they, Barry? It doesn't look like it, um, uh, and everybody keeps referring to, and quite rightly so. I've done it. You've done it. Referring to these enormous amounts of money sloshing around at the top of the league. Mm. I'm not in the camp that says that sort of money should be filtering down to the bottom. Really? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that the date that well, what's happened at the top of the game is the amounts of money have skewed what everyone else does lower down the uh, um, yeah, okay. the, the ladder. Yeah. In other words, you know, just because the people above you have loads and loads of money, your next door neighbour has got a bigger house and a bigger garden and more money than you for some reason. It doesn't mean that in order to try and keep up, you suddenly start spending money you haven't got on your house and your garden and your car. Yeah. You don't do it. You, you, you try and live to the best of your ability within your means. And that, but but the, the Premier League money and the money that the players are on, it's skewed what everyone else has to try and do lower down the league because... If the Premier League players are on £100,000 a week, the Championship players are on forty and £50,000 a week, 
and the League One players are on four or five thousand pound, etc., etc., etc. And it's got to the stage now where there are players in the National League, the fifth tier of English football, are on fifteen hundred and two thousand pounds a week. Some players, not yeah. all players, but yeah. you know, I'm a minority, absolutely. It's un- it's ridiculous, and it's these are clubs that aren't it? pulling yeah. in two thousand people mm. at their home games. And that's what's happened at the top of the game. That's what skewed it. So Berry last season, and let's face it, they've had a fairly rocky financial history Mm. for some time, bless them, threw a load of money at it, presumably last season, to win promotion from League Two, League One. Now the board and the owner and the directors of that football club must have known as they were shelling out that money to those players that it wasn't sustainable and they couldn't really afford Mm. it. But they kept on going, kept on going, kept on going, thinking, oh, well, we'll get a bit more money filtering down in League One than League Two. You never know. Someone might come along and rescue us. Yeah. And it's all gone pear-shaped. And for the first time in 27 years, is it something like yeah. that? It's gone beyond the point. Like since Maidstone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maidstone yeah. in 1992. Yeah. Now, it's... It's all because people are spending beyond their their means. Mm. That's the top and bottom of it. Yeah. And and there's a hell of a lot of other clubs doing it over and above Berry, and and they're all keeping their fingers crossed. Look, United were in a situation where for quite a long time, you know, the Bristows, the late Paul, and then Thea were writing out checks, yeah. you know, yeah. on an almost monthly basis to support the thing at Playmore. Now, you know, United, a very, very proud claim, and quite right too, that in all the years since 1899, they've never had to seek administration, they've never slipped into administration, uh, etc., which one or two other clubs that we can all think of have have done. But, so, there there go Berry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, beware what you wish for elsewhere. Now, at the moment, everybody's having a go at the Football League at the moment for this. yeah. Uh, and the Football League are damned if they do and damned if they don't. They're all saying, oh, the Football League, we've got to go tighten up their, their you know... The due diligence. Due diligence and, and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. What, so, Talking United, for instance, are in a hell of a mess. They're about to go out of business and someone comes over the hill and, quotes, rescues them, offers to rescue them. Mm-hmm. The Football League step in and say, well, we don't like the look of him. Um, you know, he's got a bit of financial history and all that kind of stuff. And we're all desperate for someone to come in and pick the thing up and avoid slipping into administration or out of the league. Yeah. The Football League step in and say, no, he's not doing it. We all we all then sound off at the Football League yeah. for not helping talk. I mean, the, 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 the Football League, and I'm not here to defend them particularly, and I'm sure, as usual, there is a lot of mm. uh, um, truth some truth in what people are saying about the Football League's role in all of this. But the Football League bent over backwards yeah, for yeah. week after week after week. You imagine what the other 23 clubs in League One have been saying. Well, you know... Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> the whole, this yeah. whole thing has been grossly unfair on them. Yeah. They've been losing, missing out on games. All right, they'll now have to have another look at the point situation yeah. of, of the clubs that would have played Berry mm. and haven't. Yeah. You know, will, will that be... Uh, to everybody's satisfaction, the Football League are in a very difficult situation. Yeah. And the other thing is that if the Football League and step in, these are, or every football club, professional football club in the EFL and the Premier League, is its own private limited company. Yeah, They are yeah. entitled to run their business as more or less they see fit. 
And then organisations like the Premier League and the Football League are there on top, trying to police it more or less. Yeah, yeah. But you imagine the Football League steps in and say, "No, no, we're not letting you do that." There'll be a queue of lawyers queuing up for restraint of tra- for uh, restraint, restraint of trade, trade yeah. and, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult situation for them to police. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they haven't made mistakes. Yes, I'm sure they probably, in hindsight, have. And um, uh, you know, there would be very apart from the people around Berry Football Club, uh, there'll be very f- few people who are sadder about all of mm. this than most of the officials of the football yeah, league. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's it's a very difficult situation. But it comes back and to clubs living within their means. And Gary Johnson yeah. was talking exactly about this at his, his, his weekly press conference today, that, that you know, whenever there's even expenditure coming on, you know, a new mower, new blades yeah. for the mowers, you know, a tractor, um, you know, a, a new porter cabin out at the out at the training ground, etc. The yeah, water yes. tank, etc., etc. All these things, which are sort of investment. Yeah. He and George Edwards, the managing director, sit down and, you know, is that all right? Can we can we do that? Can we afford that? Not yeah. kind of yeah, go on, you know, <laughs> stick yeah. it up there and just, you know, give Clark a ring and let him write a check out for it or, or transfer mm. the money. You know, all this kind of stuff, and that's what you have to do. Yeah, Mike Bateson. You know, uh, um, who to this day, if he was sitting with a table, you know, <laughs> would never describe him as himself as a football man. Ran no. talking United yeah. for sixteen years, like a uh, 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 like more deck windows. Yes, yeah, exa- yeah, yeah. Ex- yeah. exactly. Uh, it didn't win him many many friends at the time. Mm. Now people look back on those sixteen years, and he's got almost saint like <laughs> status. And yet, you and I remember where every every screw, every lick of paint, every nail was accounted for. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then that's, I, I mean, it, just to sum up what you're saying, really, that's what kept us away from administration. There you go. On more than one occasion. On more than one occasion. And, when, and the United didn't win nearly as many promotions during that time as they probably could or should have mm. done. But it was because Mike Bateson would not throw a load of money no. at, to try and, and, and get it. In fact, on the odd occasions when you, the twice that United did win promotion, the, his, his first year as chairman, 1991, when they beat Blackpool yeah. at Wembley, and then when they, um, Leroy Rossini's side <laughs> went up in, in 2004, uh, I think I'm uh, entitled to say that it wasn't really planned. <laughs> Um, uh, came uh, too early the first well, one well, well, said, the yeah. first one yeah. came too early <laughs> uh, and the second one Mike Blessing was on a cruise ship halfway across the Bay of Biscay yes. uh, and <laughs> um, so uh, there you go yeah. um, but United were still in the Football yeah. League paying the bills etc 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 and you know hats off to them because I mean th- there's no doubt that there are other berries out there you're there telling me are, there are other teams yeah. in the league well, and in the national of, 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 and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see where this latest takeover goes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that the company that's taken over is a risk management company. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> and that's not over yet, is it? The Bolton saga no. is not over yet, is it? No. There's more to go there. That's right. Um, and, and you're talking about a football club there, Bolton. Well, it's just a different version of Berry, isn't it? Only yeah. scaled up a bit. You know, Berry's... Average gate mm. is probably around the three thousand mark, yeah. three to three and a half thousand. Exactly the same as United in a good, uh, yeah. in a, in, a, in a reasonable situation. United, we all hope would get between three three and a half thousand on Saturday against 
um, Hartlepool. Yeah. Um, and that should be what your hmm. your expenditure sh should be based on, not the fact that oh well, Rochdale are paying so much. Therefore, yeah. we have yeah. to. Put, I mean, Rochdale obviously they're, they're very similar sized clubs, but you know what I mean. You know what I yeah. mean. Um, in other words, the worst thing that United could do now was to go, well, they're paying £1,500 a week to him and they're paying to well, we need to do that now. Yeah. And, and in fairness, they haven't done that. United's, you know, budget, I haven't, I, I wouldn't know by any expert thing, but I would think United's budget is halfway, just yeah. above halfway in this league. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it gives them a shout and if they can pull it off and win promotion, they go up into the Football League in much, much better shape than yeah. the clubs that have thrown a load of somebody else's money at it. Yeah. You know, and Mike Bateson always used to say <laughs> when he was taking stick off the United fans, he said, it always makes me laugh when I hear about people talking our football club. It's my football club, my football club from the terraces. He said, I never see them there on a Monday morning we're ready to pay the electricity bill. Good point. And it's, and, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's you yeah. know, <laughs> wherever you stand in on, on his stewardship of the club, and, and uh, you know, I think most people reckon it was pretty good, um, you, there's not much, <laughs> you can't answer that, can you? Yeah, true. Now, you've had a chat with George Edwards, uh, George Edwards this week as yeah. well, haven't you, about the ways that a club like Torquay can avoid this happening to them. Um I mean, how do they do it? It's all about good stewardship. It's all about proper business heads, isn't it? it it's, look, it, and he refers in his piece to everybody's got an opinion on how you tackle the solution, the problems and the solutions of lower league football finance, you know, yeah. etc. But, you know, whether you agree with him or not, he comes back to the same point, and Clark Osborne's made it many times before, whether or not people want to hear it or not, is that in order to, to, to do that, you have to increase the amount of revenue you've got coming into a football into, yeah. and it would be the same with any company, yeah. any yeah. organisation. Um, uh, all our list, most many of our listeners will be working for companies, mm. you know, in and around the bay. Um, are they not trying to? Is are they not being told that week in week exactly. out? No, we've got to increase revenue. Exactly. We've got to Buy more papers. Yeah, please, there you please are. do buy and, more and newspapers. And unfortunately, at, at lower league clubs, the vast majority of them, their grounds are only open once every ten days a fortnight. Yeah, and they have to find a way to bring in more revenue, not on the Saturday or the Tuesday mm -hmm. night, over the other days of yeah. the week. And unless yeah. you've got the facilities and the wherewithal to do that, then you are restricted purely to the revenue that's that's coming in. And I'm sure most people at Playmore have seen over the last eighteen months, two years. And and even before the the, the 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 regimes before, you know, Dave Phillips and his regime were trying to increase the revenue. I'm sure on on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, what they didn't have was the initial investment um, that that Clark Osborne and Gaming International have been able to put in. Yeah. Uh, um, now that still hangs there, and I'm sure at some stage they would hope to make sense of that investment. You know, but to do it, to, to make, if they ever want to make a profit, um, and I don't think Clark Osborne is at a time of his life where he's all that desperate to, to make <laughs> several more million, uh, uh, but if they ever want to do that, they yeah. have to make the club more valuable uh, and, you know, trading better. Yeah. Uh, and there is only a limited amount of ways that you can do that. And one of them, they say, 
is to move to not just it's not just a new stadium that's what i think most people just said oh well you know it's not the new state the stadium isn't isn't the most important yeah. part of it all it's the other stuff around it yeah so the, it's the, making the, it helps the, to generate yeah. the extra revenue make it back the event venue and the, and the restaurants and the shops all and the houses sort of stuff. and yeah and you yeah, come yeah. back to, to to the classic example of shrewsbury football club who played at the old gay meadow next to the river there in Shrewsbury with all that history and yeah. how much we used to love going there and, and beating them most of the time, etc. etc. Et <laughs> but the place, anybody went to the old gay meadow in the last few years, it was an absolute tip, it was falling down. Yeah. And the new owner, who got dogs abuse, sold that, moved the club out to a rather unprepossessing site on the edge of town, yeah. built a stadium which is a little bit... Not that much character, but maybe that's It'll, a difficult it, thing to it do may in time. It may develop. Yeah, the yeah. key point was it was right next to the crown, the town's crematorium. Yeah. So six days a week, people are coming straight out of the crematorium. How many times? Are yeah. Funerals yeah. every day, and every wake. Well, probably not everyone, but you know what I mean. Goes yeah. straight out of the funeral and into the new gay meadow and has their funeral. Revenue straight away. There's a strange business model, though. Well, it is. But, I, and, yeah, all right. Yeah. So that, but that's the, just yeah. that example. Yeah. What was it? Eighteen months, two years ago, they were half an hour away from going into the championship. Yeah. And because all of a sudden that club's revenue and operating yeah. scale had been moved up, you couldn't have done that back at the old game. No. I don't. No. Um, you know, we all miss it. Yeah. And, and and I'm sure Shrewsbury fans to this day still miss it, but. Would they rather have Shrewsbury struggling to pay to, to, to stay afloat and in the bottom half of the League One, or would they rather have them, you know, um, oh, it, at the top yeah, of League One and exactly. maybe trying to get yeah. into the Championship? Because they've done well. I mean, it's it's worked well for. We were up there in the playoffs, weren't we, a few years ago yeah. when that stadium was quite new, yeah, and we couldn't find anywhere to park. I seem to remember in no, that it, grass verge about it's, a mile away. No, it's not. It's 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 not the funnest place to to visit from purely from a mm. visiting football point of view. I'm sure the Shrewsbury fans are quite like it now, but and quite right too. But it's it's just yeah. where the, the 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 extra revenue you can generate. Mm. Uh, not just when you look if Tokyo United are top of the National League in six months time yeah. you won't be able to get into play more no. that's not the problem it's, it's when it's just going along and you're getting two and a half three thousand yeah. can you generate enough money on those sort of gate receipts and, and with your obviously your extra stuff your sponsorship and your meals and all that kind of stuff and keep a competitive team, a yeah. team that's competitive, against clubs who are not doing that. They are taking some money from a, load, from a board of directors, throwing it at it to try and, and, and get on. Yeah. And then, of course, you get to the, eventually to the point where someone like Thea, bless her, turns around and says, I can't do this anymore. No, well, quite, yeah, yeah. There you go. Interesting, very, yeah. very interesting. But, but very sad, very yeah. sad indeed. We've been to Bury. Many times, probably, sc probably not hundreds, but sc yeah. scores of times over the years. Great people, tough ground uh, to find as well, isn't it? A little it's, bit, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's but, kind of, um, yeah. But they, uh, you know, and and well, it's it's just a desperate, desperate day, isn't it? You imagine the effect of, of something like that in a, in a, and and in a town which is steeped in football, mm. all that little pocket, Rochdale, Bury, Bolton, um, you know, they yeah. they they it's in it. The competitiveness of it makes it that much tougher. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Hey, they, Colin Bell started there as well, didn't he? The wow, Colin well Bell done. Yeah, he there, certainly did. And, yeah. 
Um, no, no, it's, it's just a, a great shame and you hope that they might yeah. reform and, and, and might be an Accrington job. Would be you know? good to see. Yeah. Moving on, one thing we must say as well, um, apologies, your, um, your wise words from Barnet uh, have not, at the time of speaking, have not yet appeared on Devon Live. We oh, don't know right. why. No. Um, you filed them from Barnet as always with the, um, the finest steam powered Wi-Fi that you could muster. <laughs> In um, the uh, in the heat, but we I mean we've had several phone calls each on this. Uh, they didn't appear on Devon Live. We'll try and find out why. There must have been a technical glitch for which we can only apologise. So the four games. Let's start with the Aldershot game in front of the cameras. Torquay made a pretty good show of themselves for the cameras, didn't they, on Saturday? I, I mean, think we've so. talked about uh, Reedy's goal already. Yeah, Ga Gary Johnson said beforehand that oh, what an important chance it was to show the club off yeah. in a good light. I think the, the only shame of it was that it was trying to compete with Liverpool against Arsenal yeah. on some other channel Yes, indeed. Um, at the same time. Which, of course, Solihull and Eastleigh didn't have that problem on Monday evening no. uh, when, they, when the cameras went there. Uh, but no, I, I, th I think it was a very good performance. Yeah. It was um, nice, nice to have that bit of razzmatazz as well, wasn't it? It was nice to have a chat with Chris Hargreaves. It's good to see him. Absolutely, he's, he's yes. doing well. Yeah, yeah. By the way, on an outside broadcast like that, how many how many people does it take to a do lot, that? A lot of people. <laughs> Somebody must have just had the job of putting the match ball on the plinth in front of the tunnel, and then they um, could knock off for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it ticks ticked. It did, yeah. As many boxes, really, as you could have liked. The fans loved the performance, and and uh, and in, it was it was a follow up after the defeat, the home defeat to Maidenhead, which mm -hmm. I don't think anybody really believes that United deserved to lose to, to Maidenhead. If you've never talked about deserving to do anything in football, um, they bounced back with a great result at Dover. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and then to follow it up with with the two 0 win over uh, over Aldershot. Uh, and also, um, uh, Opie Edwards, who won the man of the match um, for one of his typically energetic displays yeah. on, on the wing, uh, got the second goal. Got himself a goal. Um, yeah. And exactly a, a proper winger's goal. Yeah. Um, the sort of goal, by the way, that the late Dougie Clark would have, would have been up for. In other words, yeah. the attack actually came down the opposite wing. Calvin Kalala cut in, had a shot. It hit a defender, deflected, and Opie Edwards, instead of standing out like a spare you-know-what on the right wing, yeah. has headed straight for the edge of the box. Reacted fast as got, well. Got, yeah. the, got the stroke of luck. The ball yeah. falls falls for him, and he does the keeper like a, like a kipper and um, uh, for 2-0. Yeah. And uh, United very unlucky not to extend their lead against Aldershot. One of the best goal line headed clearances I've seen for how a very he, long how time. How did he do that? From how Jake earth Andrews. Did yeah. he do that? Well done, Kinsella, Liam, Liam Kinsella. Yeah. Yes, yeah. has managed to. Well, how he how he did it, I don't know. Uh, for three 0 Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was it was pretty good. Um, I personally would have given my man of the match nothing against Opie or anybody else to Kyle Cameron. I thought he was. I thought he had a very very good game. Absolutely yeah. outstanding yeah. on Monday. Um, Jean Yves. Niate not far behind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a good performance. Plenty United good were deserving winners. But then at Barnet on Monday, blistering. Hold on, I've got to go and get a bottle of water just the sheer memory of it all. <laughs> I was just going to say, a blisteringly hot day, wasn't it? It certainly was, yeah. And, and by the way, thank you very much. Martin Gritton has contributed many things to Talk United over the years. 
um, both in his goals and his performances and his friendship since he left the club. He's a huge Torquay fan and he turned up, thank God, with the air, the suntan lotion and got the, <laughs> got the, did, and got yeah. the fresh bottles of water at half time <laughs> as well. He was helping out in the press box on Saturday. Thank yeah. you, Martin. Good for him. Now, that, I mean, game of two halves, obviously, Torquay dominated that first half. They played they? so well in the first half. I mean, the Barnet crowd isn't the most vociferous in the world, I mm. must stress, but they there wasn't a huge amount, but there was certainly quite a lot of booing at half-time. Yeah. They had been so completely outplayed in the first half. Um, now, Jean-Yves uh, got his first goal of the season. Yes, a, a typical kind of like... I'm in there, so I'm going to try and get something on the end of it. A goal, a terrific free kick, angled free kick from uh, Amani Little mm-hmm. from the left-hand side, a right-footer. Scott Loach in goal could only parry it, which I don't blame him for because he certainly struck it well. And uh, whether I'm sure Jean-Yves will produce better finishes than that one, but <laughs> he was on the end of it and it's 1-0 after five minutes. Yeah, uh, And that set the pattern for the first half. Uh, and uh, United, at, at times, you know, that they they play such good stuff and yeah. they've got talent and youth and energy, but there are moments where they're almost overconfident. Well, and, you, and a couple of times yeah. in the first half, um, uh, Barnett had a had a, a, a young debutant from QPR playing at the back, and he looked a little bit shaky. I'm sure he's a great lad and will go on to be a good player. I hope yeah. he will anyway. Um, and United targeted him big time. And uh, they, uh, Barnett eventually had to take him off in the end. Um, uh, after half an hour, no, 33 minutes, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, uh, but United several times got into cha- into positions where they they, you know, put Barnett under so much pressure and yeah. forced mistakes. They've got a chance to cross the ball and didn't, and kept coming back out again. And I think we've all seen in the first few weeks of the season. Sometimes it looks as if they are almost trying to walk the ball into the yeah, net. Yeah. Well, okay, it's a finicky criticism in the great scheme of things. And they were terrific in the first half on Saturday. In that in that heat, it might have been a day when there was a bit of a look. You know, it's a ninety minutes lad. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's feel our way in here, etc. Not at all. They absolutely went for Barnet from from the first mm-hmm. whistle. Uh, and then the second goal was an absolute peach from from Amani Little. That was a beauty, um, wasn't it? I thought his left foot was for standing on, yeah. but, but um, apparently not. Apparently yeah. not. And uh, <laughs> had a chat with him today, and he did admit that he was starting to wonder when his first goal might come because yeah. uh, after pre-season, when we all expected him to stick almost every free kick into yeah. the top corner, didn't we? He hasn't had any luck so far, uh, and I think he was really pleased. And he said. Uh, it was his weaker foot, but uh, he he said when I he said he said when I caught it, he said I, I I thought it was I thought I'd caught it pretty well. Yeah. But he said I didn't actually expect it to beat the keeper because Scott Loach, by the way, he was playing his four hundredth career uh, um, senior appearance really? on Saturday, yeah. the ex yeah. Hartlepool goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, he's six foot four. Um, uh, and has been around, and yeah. for, for that shot to beat him from what was it, twenty-two yards, something oh, like yeah. that, was good was, was pretty good. Yeah, the goal is up there on the club website, by the way, it in is. the match highlights. If so at half time, you're thinking we're yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, so, so you two silly silly thing. They've think. had they've had to make a forced substitution. You've got them on the back foot. But the second half didn't quite unfold as planned, did it? No, it didn't. And and uh, uh, interestingly, um, again, it's it's just an uh, an indication of how driven um, Gary Johnson is. He made he made a change at half time. Yeah. He took 
Calvin Kalala off and put Ruri Keating on. I think it was half time, I'm just checking that. Um, yes, Keating for Kalala. This is the priceless minutes. notebook, by the way, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. You can't um, see it, but this is the notebook with everything in it. <laughs> um, 46th minute. Yeah. In other words, the start of the second half. And Gary was really quite sort of firm afterwards mm -hmm. in his comments about that. And, 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 and But anyway, so he makes the change. Yeah. More energy. We all know what Rory Keating brings to the party. Um, but in fairness, you couldn't... Rory Keating was nothing to do with Barnett's first goal. And, and, we're, and we're talking about a player who we all love to bits. Yeah. Um, Kyle and, and poor lad, he, he's, I dare say he's probably still kicking the walls of... Is flat uh, um, uh, ever since then. It was one of those was situations where ninety nine times out of a hundred, yeah. it was United had been attacking. We're only five minutes into four minutes into the second half. United had actually had an attack upfield. Yeah. Um, Carl's in the right back position, which is isn't not he? where he yeah. normally operates. No. But he'd got across. You know, well done uh, to deal yeah. with it. Um, and instead of just basically hooking it out, uh, he's fairly well into his own half. Mm -hmm. uh, and into touch, and then everybody get back and, and deal with the, with the throw in and whatever comes. He, he he tried to have a touch, tried to do something else. Walker picked his pocket. Josh Walker, the uh, yeah. Barnet striker. Uh, we, we are sh short at the back. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd say. Uh, and Walker crosses it, and the substitute Mason Clark sticks it in the net. And um, it, it was look if United had been 2-all and they've then committed a mistake by anybody in the team to lose it 3-2, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 and, and we'd all have been, that would have felt even worse probably. Um, but uh, um, it just, it was just the help that Barnett needed. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Kyle Cameron will go on to be a terrific player, we all believe. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and he was as mortified as anybody else. And, and United didn't, lose that 2-0 lead and only draw because of him mm. far from it um, you know and it would be entirely wrong and you wouldn't dream of laying it all at his door no. he, prob he probably feels that he was but um, and that's because he's the lad he is but um, uh, it was one of those moments which you know defenders let's face it when defenders make mistakes there are consequences, aren't there? There are usually yeah. consequences. Yeah. You know, if, if a striker misses an open goal, there's usually another chance coming yeah. along in five yeah. or ten minutes' time. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's the life of a defender. That's the lot they have. Mm. Um, they have to basically spend their entire life stopping other people doing things they'd like to do, which isn't the most glamorous job in the world, but it's what they're paid for. And, and um, yeah. uh, you know, he, he tried to do what he felt in that moment was the right thing, and it, and it, and it, it didn't come off yeah. well. Never mind, you move on, don't you? You do. And Barnett's second goal came a minute from time. Yeah, exactly. United, without playing very well in the second half, um, in, in well, Mediterranean, you can probably think of a better adjective to describe the conditions. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, probably, you know, you started to think they'll get through this, mm -hmm. they'll hold on to 2-1. Um, and then uh, this uh, midfield player called Jack Taylor, who's, who is actually a very promising player, people will hear more about him. Yeah. Um, uh, tried his luck from just outside the box. United had a, it was a crowded penalty area. I, I'm not sure that Lucas Cobbeland got a good view of it off off the boot. It also took a, a slight deflection. Yeah. Uh, and it's gone in off the far post with Lucas Cobbeland 
diving to his right, at full stretch, isn't at full he? stretch. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, you inevitably start going, "Oh, might he have done better? Might he have done better?" Well, in that moment, sometimes that you know, keepers don't get a mm. clear view of it, um, uh, and and then it's gone. Um, so, uh, cliche, cliche, game of two halves, finished yeah. up two yeah. all. Um, before kick off, would most United fans have taken the two all at Barnet? Well, very possibly. Before the weekend, most fans would have taken four points from the two from games, those two matches. Um, so, Barnet had just gone yeah. and and got a very good draw at Wrexham um, on the Saturday. Uh, they are a good side. Uh, yeah. Um, they're, they're very they're set up quite similarly to United actually. Pacey, quick, energetic, yeah. pass the ball. Uh, they'll cause plenty of teams plenty of of, of problems. And, in, and interestingly, just to sort of uh, about the conditions on Saturday, um, and we I think we're going to sort of maybe look back on previous very hot days. But um, yeah. uh, uh, at the final whistle, I, I I looked around the Barnet team, and there was almost no celebrations whatsoever. Like really? everybody yeah. on the yeah. pitch, kept, the moment the final whistle came, it was everybody went thank, <laughs> and they all just came to a standstill. Yeah, and and you know there was haunches, mm. um, you know hands on hips and everything. Everybody was completely drained. Um, uh, uh, although Liam Davis, who had been taken off twenty minutes from time, had probably recovered a bit by then. But, yeah. Um, there you go. It it was a you know you walk away and you, it feels like a defeat, doesn't it? But yeah. but, but it isn't. No. Uh, and a bit That's like a the three all draw yeah. at Bromley a few weeks yeah. ago, that might as the season goes on. Look a better and better yeah, point. Um, one little issue from that game: uh, Jean Yves has now picked up four bookings. He has four we, bookings yeah. in the first seven games of yeah, the season. That's going, sir. Yeah, that's Caldwell like. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, my goodness, if uh, if Jean Yves um, put himself about yeah. like Caldwell, uh, <laughs> he'd be up before the uh, yeah. um, the disciplinary people, I think, by now. No, and the funny thing is, I think he's played really well in the last yes, few he weeks. He's yeah. got better yeah. and better. His awareness and his anticipation is getting better. Whenever serious pressure has come on, he, he's he's getting his head on it and, and clearing the ball with the best of them. Um, but along the way, he's picked up four yeah, cautions, and yeah. of course, there's only one more before a, before his uh, an automatic suspension. Yeah. Which um, and Gary Johnson was talking about that today and um, saying, look, he's happy with the way he's playing, and and you know he's he's not wagging a finger at him or anything like that of course this brings young Joe Lewis into potentially yeah. into play um, very highly uh, thought of isn't he you're Joe? telling me yeah. he is they, yeah. they rate him very highly at Swansea and they're looking forward to him getting in the team here mm -hmm. he's only 19 years old and um, this is his first full season yeah. like away uh, in this level of competition and um, uh, but he, he is well thought of yeah. very well thought of at the Liberty Stadium and um, I'm sure he's uh, not, he's too nice a lad to actually hope that Jean picks up an, an, another booking in the next couple of games. But uh, I'm sure he's certainly yeah. eyeing that spot if he can, and and that that would be his favoured position. He he played at left back at Solihull yeah. early in the season, um, but he's I think if you asked him what his favourite position mm. was, it would be right sided centre back. So, um, but anyway, Jean Jean is in there at the moment and playing well, and um, let's hope he can yeah. go a few games without picking up a card. You're talking about the very hot games. The one you're referring to is a game at Northampton, isn't it? Was it That's, the opening day of the season? It was the opening day of that promotion season, the 2003-04, yeah. um, at, at the Sixfield Stadium, where Northampton hadn't been there that long. Mm. Um, 
my goodness, that was that was that was hot. Um, of course, at Barnet, we were all sitting out in the open. At least at Northampton that afternoon, you were under cover at yeah. the back of the stand. Uh, but I, I remember that's the first time I had ever seen a referee call for extra drinks breaks mm. during the course of the match. I remember um, the match. It was probably your match report afterwards. There was an incredulity that the game has stopped for a drinks break. Two of them, yeah, one in each half, exactly as happened with yeah. Andrew Kitchen at Barnet on on Monday, um, and of course United first game of the season, one nil win at uh, at, uh, at Northampton with the great Jason Fowler scoring a peach oh. of a goal from the edge of the box, um, and United passed Northampton off the pitch that afternoon. Yeah. I remember Northampton looked completely. Uh, shot to pieces at the end because basically they spent the entire afternoon running around trying to get the ball off off United. Yeah. Um, but of course, and we all know now that that team went on to win promotion. Yeah. And uh, uh, who, who's to say that um, this one won't do the same? Who knows? Well, two massive games coming up in the next few days. Then the, the game that everybody's overlooking because of the uh, the delights of next Tuesday, which we'll come to after that. Uh, Hartlepool at home on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff at Playmore. I think that's a great fixture. Yeah. Um, um, Gary Johnson described it today as well. It's going to feel like a proper old league, football league match, it is. isn't it? Yeah. Talk United against Hartlepool. That that's happened enough times over the it's years. Almost El Clasico, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. telling me, yeah, you know, brackets Avian Williams hat trick on his debut yeah, yeah. all those years ago. Um, no, I, I, they've just duffed up Wrexham four two mm. on on Monday, which is quite a. Um, Quite a result for them. Uh, they are below United in the table at the moment, but then so are quite a lot of other interesting clubs. It's still an early table. Wrexham are down yeah. there. Oh. Chesterfield haven't got going yet. Notts County have only just got mm. their first win. So they're all behind United at the moment. You're not your eighth, uh, I think, at the moment, aren't they? But, I mean, it feels as if the, I mean, the Premier League has only just got started, but the, the Hartlepool game on Saturday will be Torquay's eighth game of the season. It Eight will. games in August. Yeah. That's going some, isn't it? Is, it? it is, it is. Um, uh, and interestingly, I don't know whether to um, put a note in the Herald this week about it, I, it wasn't until a few days ago that I finally twigged that the, the eight games in August yeah. are exactly repeated. I not not yeah. in the same order, but the same eight opponents in August are the same, are yeah. the last eight opponents of the season. Interesting that. All the rest in the middle are muddled up. but All the same words, games... But not necessarily. But not necessarily. Right <laughs> yeah. So that will round off August. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, if United could win on Saturday, uh, that would give them four wins, two draws, two defeats from the first eight games. That would be what's that? Eighteen four, points yeah. out of yeah. twenty. Um, what four, yeah, four, um, fourteen points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that would, yeah, that, that, yeah, that would give them. Yeah. Sorry, fourteen points. 14 that's right. Points, yeah. Um, and. I do. think that would yeah. do. I yeah. think that would, you know, nobody would. I think start, again, if you've been offered it before, you'd probably have taken yeah. it. Um, no, I think it's. Uh, I hope Hartlepool maybe. Uh, They'd be hard to beat, though, weren't they? Oh yeah, Always tell are. me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, they made um, Craig Hignett the manager there, the old yeah. Middlesbrough striker. Yeah. Um, He's another one who was in my fantasy football team years ago. Was he, he scored really? a few goals for me, I seem to remember. <laughs> Along with Gary Hours, funnily yeah. enough. Oh, there's, my there's, a, there's another story. Um, yeah, uh, so they'll be tough. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, on after Saturday, uh, we all head off <laughs> head Tuesday. Off on Tuesday evening for the fixture, which everybody hoped would be on, at a weekend, of course. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be difficult for people. Well, Woking enough away. people will get up to Woking. What a game that's going to be. They've started brilliantly, haven't well, they? Well, extraordinary. I don't think many people expected them to be top of the table no. at this particular stage. 
but there they are. Good luck to them. Flying at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, and they've beaten some bloody good teams, yeah. in, or some strong teams in, in the course of that, including Solihull. Yeah. Uh, and they went to Dover on Saturday and won, which was, they beat them 2-1 just as United did the other week. So, um, uh, no, it should be a, a proper old evening, that. And, um, ben uh, Goering. Armani is... Little didn't want to talk, and uh, 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 with a bit of prompting from me, I said, do you want to leave and chat about Woking until after Saturday? He said, definitely. Because, of course, uh, he's an ex-Woking player, isn't he? Well, he, he played Woking, nearly all of last season uh, there last on loan, season, didn't he? Yeah. And um, uh, uh, I'm sure he'll receive one of those warm welcomes on, yeah. uh, on, on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Now, I, I, just, I just said the name Ben Goering, apropos did? of nothing in particular, yeah. but Ben is... I mean, he's a key part of that Woking team. He keeps getting in the National League's Team of the Week, Ever which, present which, at the which moment. he tweets, and why wouldn't you? I would as well if I was getting in there as well. Quite. I mean, there's going to be a great atmosphere to that game. There's an edge to that game, isn't there? And there, there always is going to be now, I think, with Woking, which well, is it's pretty I'm, healthy, I'm, yeah. in, in mainly pretty healthy. Isn't oh, it? no, of course it's healthy. Of yeah. course it's healthy. Um, it would be the same as if we were playing Exeter, wouldn't mm. it? Or someone yeah. like that. The fact that it's Woking up the road and... Over the years, clubs develop. Some clubs, almost by accident, develop these rivalries, yeah. don't they? You know, I remember we had it with Shrewsbury for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, Bristol Rovers. I know that's a bit more of a regional thing. Um, any team managed by Steve Evans. Yes. Um, any any team with Paul Rayner. Anyone near involved? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, it's a little bit extra spark, isn't it? Puts and, a bit um, of spice into it. Telling it? me, I mean, yeah. funnily enough, even though Steve Evans has nothing to do with them now, if we were playing Crawley on Saturday, we'd still have a little <laughs> yeah. bit of that. Just uh, a little bit uh, of a shiver down your spine. But no, it? we we it'll be a, a proper set to that will. Um, Talky will be well represented, won't they? I mean, a lot of people working can't get there, but enough Talky fans will be there to make a big night of it. I would well, imagine. it's worth stressing on that point. There were 400 United fans at Barnet on Monday. Now, yeah. I know it was a bank holiday, but what a fantastic... That was a quarter of the gate yeah. uh, at Barnet on Monday. I wouldn't be at all surprised if there's getting on for that at, at, at Woking on Tuesday night. All those exiled... Yeah, goal supporters in and around the home counties. I dare say we'll be trying to get there. Um, you'd have to bunk off or leave work a little bit early to get to Woking for a seven forty-five yeah. kick off from here. But I dare say quite a lot of people will be trying to do it. Um, and there's obviously, you know, the the the, the rivalry that that's gone back over quite a while. And of course, United's record against them isn't that great over the last few no, years. Sure. Uh, um, the three-all draw was the one that counted last yeah. season, but uh, they lost to them at home in the cup. Um, Two-all draw at home in the league. Well, if Ben um, Winter could bag one next Tuesday, we'd be very happy, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it comes in the last minute. Yeah, that would be. Uh, to get it, no, it should be. It should be a, 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 yeah. a proper night, and everybody's looking forward to that. But you know, as as Amani Little said, look, it's not half as important as Hartlepool United mm. is at the moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, you must never get ahead of yourself in this game. No, Hartlepool will be a good one. A um, couple of other things I've got on the uh, on the agenda here. Um, Lucas Kovalan and his kicking. Now, you flagged this up when you first saw him play away from home. He said, keep an eye on his distribution and his kicking. It's extraordinary. I was watching him on Saturday against Aldershot. I mean, he seems to have the ball stuck to his glove in his outstretched arm and then somehow translates that into a flat kick which is, it's, it's accurate. I mean, his, his distribution is unbelievable, isn't it? It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, um, I'm sure he would, you know, say, well, 
I can do better than that, and I'm sure he can. Uh, yeah. Know, uh, uh, the, but the great point about it is, and in fairness to Sean McDonald, he's trying to do the same mm. thing, yeah. and sometimes, you know, yeah. quite often does. But uh, Kovalan's got that much confidence, Lucas has got that much co- confidence in his kicking that yeah. he's actually aiming, and it, uh, and and it's the, the the agenda is to hit the right wing or the left wing. Yeah. He, he does. Yeah. He's not trying most of the time to bunt it up the middle. Well, why not? Because we haven't got Matt Reed or Tim mm. Sills up front. He's trying to hit Edwards, Keating, Kalala, whatever. And yeah. of course, he's he's got this. He all, when he strikes the ball, his boot is sort of like hip high, isn't it? Yeah. If, if not, yeah. and and that enables him to hit a flatter ball. Um, and it's a gift that he's got, and he's he's using it. And yeah. I'm sure he practices it every single day. Um, I think we may have mentioned on the podcast before. It takes takes me back a little bit to to Kevin Dearden, yeah, who had the, yeah. this similar ability to hit this flat ball. Um, but especially on the counter, when he gets the ball after an opposition attack, yeah. and especially if the opposition are still pushed up the field, that's when it's such a dangerous weapon. And I'm sure home fans have noticed that the moment he gets it. He's looking straight away yeah. to release it quickly. He throws um, well too, doesn't he? And he, he throws, throws well, so obviously. And he, his first thought, presumably, is Winter or Davis. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, can I get it to... Yeah. Uh, and even Jamie Reid uh, is now into the routine of... Uh, well, I'm sure he was right from the start, but of he gets wide, he, he goes wide as well to see if he can't yeah. get on the end of it and either get a header in. Uh, at home to Aldershot, both the strikers were splitting... And Lemon Hay Evans won a hell of a lot of headers from yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from uh, uh, Lucas Coverland's uh, clearance kick. So it just helps to switch defence into attack very quickly, yeah. which is part of what United are all about. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a potent it's, weapon. It's isn't a it? it's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. brackets. Good luck, Sean McDonald, trying to get your place back. Yeah, just saying. I mean, talking of are blessed with two very, very good keepers this season, aren't they? Excellent yeah. goalkeepers. Yeah. If, if anything, God forbid, um, you know, yeah. untoward happened with Lucas Coblan and Sean McDonald was back in the team, I don't think anybody would bat an eyelid. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Well, the other thing that I've got, Malcolm Richards, one of our regular listeners. Thank you very much yeah. for the Malcolm suggestion. From Tavistock. He is indeed. Yeah. Um, we've been doing this thing where we pick up a team of Yorkshiremen that went re- really well team of local players we did last week he says how about doing a team of Bristolians oof wow now Bristol that'll, that'll concentrate the mind a bit more won't it? he starts off by mentioning Sam Collins ah oh, yeah definitely. Bristolian now if you could widen it up to the Gloucester area you'd get a few more in wouldn't you but I wonder how many Bristolians we can come up with I'm thinking Mike Mahoney as well uh, yeah um, Colin Lee there you go. Uh, well, no. Oh, oh but no, he's not from yeah, Bristol. No, yeah, sorry. No, no. Yeah. Um, quite a lot of them, I yeah. dare say. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, we obviously went for a team. Of, well, it wasn't us, was it? It was uh, one of our listeners that, mm. that said that a, a team from, I think you you quite rightly got it down to the TQ postcode gives, area. Yeah, which, 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 from Ashley Yeoman's house all the way through to the moors. <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah. Um, but of course, um, you could... Broaden it slightly to include yeah. Plymouth and Exeter. Well, I'm not sure whether that's right. No, 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 maybe not. But Bristol, um, maybe Bristol. Somerset and Bristol, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But um, yes, I'll bet there's that. You you could almost on a team of, of lads who were born in in what's now known as Avon. Yeah, of course we'll we'll let you have that Avon. Yeah. Um, my goodness, that's worth thinking about. <laughs> that's got us thinking. Yeah. So we, so here we go. We've had 
TQ postcode. Yeah. Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Um, Brazil. Brazil. And we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to do a London 11 in a minute, I dare say. But that, that, uh, um, that would be for another day. Hit us with your Bristol players anyway. And thanks very much for, uh, for thinking of that one, Malcolm. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast, I think. We've got the Hartlepool game on Saturday. Come and say hello. It's always good to, uh, to meet up with people up at Playmore. Three o'clock kickoff. Back to normal. Normality returns to the three o'clock kickoff. Good luck to Olaf Casella. Just scored his second goal for Tiverton on loan. Yeah. They've, they've got a biggie on Saturday home to Salisbury City. I think Salisbury yeah. is still called City. Top of the Southern League Premier. Um, okay. He's getting in their team regularly. Um, Good to see. Tells, me, tells me he's playing on the left wing from is time to really? time. Yeah, away from home. At, oh. ho- at home he's up front, don't worry. And congratulations to Louis Slough, of course. Be very remiss of us Ooh. not to mention that. Wonderful news. The grandson of United's um, former coach, Alan Slough, who yeah. was a wonderful player himself, played in the 1975 Cup FA Cup yeah. final yeah. For, for Fulham, played alongside in that very entertaining Fulham team with Mullery and Best and Rodney Marsh, Marsh. And, uh, yeah. and all yeah. that lot. Um, and his son, Chris, Louis' father, was a very, very good local mm-hmm. semi-pro player himself. So Louis are now 18. Uh, and funnily enough, I've, I've watched him play uh, and I, I obviously only ever saw Alan in training sessions down here, but yeah. I can remember seeing him play and the... the, the uh, a similarity between the way that Alan used to run. Alan was a tall, slim, yeah. lanky sort of midfield player. Louis is even bigger than he is. He's a centre half, uh, but it's uncanny the way really how similar yeah. they are. They both have a way of running with their head up, which is always a good sign. Yeah, and um, yeah, that lovely that a family like that should be. Um, uh, of, of, I'm sure they're very proud that mm. um, the, the, the genes contract. are still working. Yeah. 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 So we'll see a lot more of Louis Slough. We will. They they like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear. Thanks for your time. As I say, we'll be around on Saturday. Come and say hello. Otherwise, it's podcast next week. And in the meantime, as ever, come Come on, on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.